music, art, wisdom. I'm Grace Linehunter. And this is my underground guide to the art of rebirth. Watch my story at wiseserpentmag.com.au. Let's get into this conversation now. My strategy, my overall game plan for launching a $100,000 a year record label, part one of three. You listen to Wise Serpent, underground, music, art, wisdom. Let's get into it. Wise Serpent. Today, I'm going to be talking to my damn self and rattling off some ideas. I hope you can come with me on a journey. I invite you in. We are going to be diving deep underground and behind the scenes and behind the curtain as I unveil my overall game plan for Wise Serpent Magazine and Wise Serpent Records and how they work together, what is Wise Serpent Underground, what is Art of Rebirth. We're going to cover all of that and we're going to look at how I'm planning to launch a label that's going to grow from $0 income to $100,000 a year. And uh, I'm going to be discussing some of the overall uh, strategies for that. I'm not going to get into the metrics in this part. Part one is all about strategy, overall game plan. I give you a broad overview. Um, Part two, we're going to be looking at how to get a good team around you and why that's important. Um, Part three, we're going to look at the metrics, like how does this work on paper, like how many many, um, people do you need paying how much money to get that $100,000 result in a year. And you'd be surprised it's, it's really not a lot of people and it's not even a lot of money. So I'm going to dive into all that kind of stuff and more. Hope you enjoy part one. I had a lot of fun recording it. It was a bit of a fucking rant. Hope you uh, enjoy this conversation. Yo, so I, I, I said I was going to like unveil my strategy overall for Wise Serpent Magazine. Um, and you know, what is it? What is the art of rebirth? Where do I see this thing flying out to in the future? And yeah, you know, just briefly, yeah, I'm, I'm documenting my journey to, to run, uh, to launch my label. I already had a soft launch in 2016 where I put on a show and released a CD, but it was just for my local fan base. And it was just, um, you know, because I had a CD there that I'd recorded for a while and I thought, why not just put that out for my fans? But I don't really consider that an official release. Uh, didn't promote it. I didn't do nothing. You know, I just put it out for um, just people that I knew. And um, so that was cool. Like, that was a good excuse to have a show. And, um, you know, it was great. But, um, you know, I really haven't considered myself a, a, a real record label yet. And it's going to be a while till we do vinyl period so um whatever like we're not really a record company a traditional record company is going to put out final we're just not going to do that for a while if at all i'd love to do cassettes i'm all about cassettes i grew up in the 90s where i was banging cassettes all day and i used to record like home demos and cassettes so i want to i want to put them out there you know um alongside some digital content as well so i'd love to do that cds are you know cds are cool too i, I like them they're pretty practical chuck them in your cd drive 
um, in the car. And I like it that they're physical as well, you know. There's a place in my heart for CDs because there just is. Anyway, whatever, I'm ranting already. My overall strategy, let's talk about that in a moment. But um, first off, um, before I start doing that, again, I'm starting from $0 income, got no job, no team, no nothing, just, just, I guess, an idea in my head and a little bit of leverage from my past history as a singer-songwriter, but nothing much really going on. Um, my plan is to go from zero to $100,000 in a year um, income. And so how am I going to do that? I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a moment. Um, well, we might not talk about how we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about why at the very least, um, what Y7 magazine is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Y7 magazine is going to be documenting my process in the time being. Eventually it's going to become a real print magazine and almost like, um, a lot more of a traditional kind of street press mag, but kind of with a mad magazine kind of, you know, you know, just some weird shit thrown in, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be a music slash spiritual slash, you know, punk rock kind of cultured underground fucking music rag piece of shit magazine. Like it's going to be, at the, at the one hand, it's going to be shit, but that's just the way I like it. So it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be guttural. It's going to be, it's going to be exactly what you'd expect from Wise Servant. But um, that's why I call it a music and a dark arts magazine. It's, it's music, it's art, it's wisdom. It's, it's, it's going to be fucking hot. But the print magazine isn't coming out for a while. That's, that's almost a front. It's almost a front. Now, the blog is, in, in a way, a magazine, but the content on my blog, this Wise Servant Underground, I tell you what, it's the ma- printed magazine isn't going to be so much like this. It's going to be quite different. It's going to be more of a traditional, you know, curated um, response to what, what's going on in the scene here in Adelaide and abroad in, in, my, in the culture that I like, you know, skate, kind of punk um, culture although extending out to even pop but through that lens of you know that that upbringing that I had of of kind of skate punk so you know my favorite record label is Fat Records from Fat Mike um, of No Effects and just like I grew up on that shit so that's it's just like it's just there I mean I just love what he did with Fat Records and just you know he, he crushed it um and it's just just inspiring. I just grew up on punk rock, so I, I've I guess I've evolved musically, but I've still have my punk roots, and you can hear that in my playing. But whatever, I'm not here to talk about me so much. I'm just saying that that kind of culture is going to come and bleed through the magazine. But the underground thing, like I said, the magazine is a bit of a front because I'm not going to do printed stuff because it's just you know it's too taxing for resources, and it's you know I'm only one person. But what I can do content-wise very easily is do what I'm doing right now. And that is fucking, excuse my French, but that is fucking to put out content about what I'm doing or what I'm planning on doing and just being like transparent about my strategies 
and about what's working, what's not working, my ideas and, you know, just all that kind of stuff. Like, and I'm having fun doing it, but um, the magazine is going to be different. So the underground here, this is where you're going to get your behind the scenes and almost the lead up looking forward kind of content. So looking futuristically and um, you know, looking at what's to come and projecting out and, and saying this is why I'm thinking this and this is what I'm going to plan on doing and this is what I have been doing. And, but, but really looking more future-based, whereas some uh, um, yeah, I'm going to have three main uh, channels on Instagram. That's going to be my main thing. I will branch out to to YouTube and SoundCloud and, and uh, Facebook and all these other channels eventually. But right now I'm just, I'm just one person. I'm just going to focus on one thing. And Instagram seems like a really good fit for me because visually it just looks better than Inst- like uh, looks better than Facebook. I used to hate Facebook. I'm not on it currently, and I know that's where most people are. But as an artist, it's just like it just looks shit. Like this blue bars and just you know, it's just like it's a, the I, pre- I much preferred MySpace where you could tailor your page and you know like whatever. Like Facebook just ruined everything for me. It didn't really, but, you know, it, it's definitely a good thing. But I, like I said, just from an artist's point of view, from an artistic point of view, it's like Instagram wins hands down. I don't know if Facebook owns it now, but it's just a better medium for me, a better platform for me, especially now that I've got IGTV. That's a, and, and that's a relatively new thing as time at the time of this recording. Early, uh, well, sorry, not early. Um, God damn, it's like August, mid-August um, 2018. Um, don't know the exact date because I'm not really into exact dates. It it appears that I've gone a little bit uh, off the radar. Actually, as I as I click the button on my phone, I can see it's Wednesday, the 22nd of August. There you go. So I don't know when I'm going to post this, but um, the, this is the reference point I'm talking uh, from in, in 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 time and space right now. Just so you know. Um, but yeah, like the underground stuff is going to be documenting. Um, versus creating, right? And I've been consuming a whole lot of Gary V's content the last three months. So you're probably going to hear some phrases that he throws out a lot because I've just been kind of just soaking it all in. Um, I did a lot of study into sales and into digital marketing and into, you know, like processes of, you know, I guess like, you know, sales funnels and front end and back end. Um, you know, but it was more sales oriented, whereas Gary Vee's stuff is all about brand. I've been really enjoying that because that's really at the heart of what what I want to do. Um, you know, I don't want to just like create content to try and get a sale. If I've got something to sell, I'll be like transparent, like, yo, and I do have stuff to sell. Like I got shit on, on Wise of an Underground and services and stuff that, that are for sale. But I'm not put, like I don't give a shit about that. Like I'm creating the content because I want to create the content. Um, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not creating the content to get a sale. Creating the content because I want to create the content, and um, so and I want to build the brand, and that's the most important thing. All the other stuff in the back end and any sales that happen there, that's that's gonna that's gonna be happening because that's a win win win. It's a win for me. It's a win for my client. And it's a win for the community. And I would never get into any other business that where there's going to be a, a loss in any one of those three categories, uh, any one of those three people groups. 
I'm not going to do it if it's a bad thing for me. I'm not going to do it if it's a bad thing for my client. I'm not going to do it if it's a bad thing for you know the community. It just doesn't make sense. So um, that it's always going to be adding value, and that's because you're adding value. That's a reason why you can get paid. But um, I'm not even taking into account that income for my projected hundred thousand dollars a year income. I want to make that um, more from a traditional label role. Although, um, as we'll continue to discuss this strategy, you can find out that it's actually not so traditional. <laughs> it, it is in that I'm going to be pushing uh, myself as an artist, but other people, other artists that I believe in, going to be repping them to drive sales. I'm not so much going to be interested in driving album sales, but more so, more so selling access to the artist. So building a fan to artist relationship and an artist to fan relationship, but going so much deeper than what's ever been done before. So deep that it, it warrants, it validates the fact that we're going to be charging for the depth of content and experience um, with the artist. So, um, you know, we'll get into that and how I'm going to, you know, um, frame it up as a crowdfunding platform, which it will be for the band. And uh, my my kind of my catchphrase today has been, you know, um, artists are number one. Like artists are number one. That I'm going to do the best thing for the artists, you know, as a record label. That's what I'm going to. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. Everything's got to be the best thing for the artists. The artist's got to have the the biggest cut financially. The artist has got to have the biggest say creatively about what content goes out. You know, all of that stuff, it's it's about serving them. I think that's how you become a, a great record label is actually by serving the artist, not getting the artist to serve you and being some pimp and they're your whore. Just that's not going to fly um, like it has in the past, in the, in the previous music industry that was. It kind of was like that with the artist getting such little return on investment financially um, and just being in this maze of just weird games that, that record labels still play to this day. But uh, we see more and more and more artists going independent, and it's for a fucking reason too. So anyway, um, I reckon I went on a, on, a, on a label rant just then, but I was in the middle of some other thought process and went on a tangent. So um, I'm just kind of racking my brains right now to look back and, and see if I can see because I got a feeling I left off a, a jumping point where I, I was supposed to finish what I was talking about. You know how that happens. Um, you just go uh, crazy. But I know if I keep on talking, they'll come back to it if it is important, I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just let's just um, go, go real broad here. Like I said, make the magazine. I'm holding off on that. That's going to be a publication, and it's going to help the Wise Serpent brand. Wise Serpent Records is going to be a record label, but we're actually going to be pushing access and content and um, really going to be building um, underground media companies and cult TV networks for uh, the artist and and helping create a stronger artist-to-fan and fan-to-artist um, bond and, and creating so much value that it validates us charging for it and actually framing it up as a crowdfunding platform. So like Bandcamp on steroids, because I think you probably noticed with, 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 uh, all the like Patreon, um, and 
Music Pledge and all the crowdfunding sites, um, Bandcamp, all of that, which, by the way, you think, oh, Bandcamp's great for independent people, but they take 15% of your sales um, just quietly. So it's like they're taking – I mean, that's not a huge amount, but that's still a fair chunk out of your pay, um, you know, when you could set up your own Bandcamp that was actually better than Bandcamp because – you know, it would be actually customized to you as an artist. So that's what we're looking when I'm talking about building underground uh, media companies. I'm talking about building the infrastructure on the back end of their site, so we can go deeper than ever before into the band. As a as a consumer, as a fan, you can go deeper into the band, and as a band, you you can allow um, fans to have access, um, you know, as deep as they want to go. Really, I want to push um, for you know as as deep as a fucking reality TV show around the band, you know, and whatever, as far as they want to be stretched, you know, so that's pretty lame and pretty overdone. But people like that kind of access. I mean, what's more valuable um, to an Eminem fan? Like the latest album that he dropped that they paid 10 bucks for or that they're just streaming or to sit backstage with him and have like a five-minute conversation? Like because I want to bring that conversation and digitally clone the band and the artist so that, you know, the fan gets it. Like the fan gets that access um, monthly at least at least through a digital clone and has that access, you know, um, all the time. And I do want to set up a system so there is like a perhaps a monthly meet and greet online with these fans. And, and you know, you can't get to everyone and there's limitations, but there's a way that you can do it. Well, we got we got technology here. So I really want to leverage technology to bring the best service to fans and to bands um together and um and and do such a good job that it warrants that um paid content so um want to do it so good and so in alignment with the artist's vision that it just makes sense for them to do it and it's not going to not going to cost them anything in fact it's going to create revenue for the artist so like i was saying with Bandcamp, with all the crowdfunding sites with Music Pledge with um, Patreon, all these crowdfunding sites, they're great, but they're kind of shit. Like from an artist's point of view, they kind of look stale. They look very businessy. They look very, you know, they look very, like, I don't think they're a good reflection on the band. I think Bandcamp's pretty cool. You can customize their pages pretty well. And because it's a music player, it's very native to a musician and a music fan. But it's, it's still not, ultra um you know flexible so um which is a strength as well by the way but um you know i, I love Bandcamp; it's great but what i want to do is build custom infrastructure for the band on the back end so um that houses their underground content and i want to create the content for them because i see the artist as a bottleneck i think they're great at creating music writing songs i think they're terrible at strategically releasing that content i think they're terrible at at, uh, um and i'm just being honest because i just don't see it my favorite bands you know don't really serve me as a fan that well like they'll drop an album i won't hear from them again for a long time i'm like i love the album guys but i actually want to see your fucking face i love the album but i'd love to hear about the pre-production about the process behind the scenes i want to hear about the stories about how the producer almost died in a car accident midway through production like i want to i want to know how it felt when you were stuck on track eight because you know you lost like half of the drum tracks or some shit i want to know the i want to know all that 
Like, and I want to know, I want to see you writing the songs from from like a phone demo all the way to full production. I want to, I want to know that. I'm going to do that as an artist myself. Showcase that process, the songwriting process, all that production process. I'm going to do that. But I, I'm just one guy, and like, if I can get a whole team around, if I can get a whole team to believe in a project and go um, under this record label um, umbrella, um, wise serpent. If we can go and do this as a service for bands, even if they're signed, why? Because we're not selling records, we're selling access. Now, if in their clause legally um, they've got a 360 deal with a label, we're just going to have to fucking work out a deal or the label's going to lose. Like we want to work and help the artists. We're going to do the label's job for them. You know, we're going to work with them because obviously they're not doing this. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this or thinking about offering this service for artists. But look, I see a huge opportunity because you're not competing. You're not trying to sign an artist on their songs, but their story. And it's almost like what MTV did. What MTV did to cut in on the music industry. And they got so much leverage because they had the content. They just had the content. And they had video content, which was the best content. So I'm looking to do a similar thing, custom for the for the band, for the artist, one on uh, one by one, and kind of build up a portfolio as we go along. Um, I'd like to have just a handful of artists that I'm working with, and and build out their you know their underground TV network for their fans. And um, you know, there's all sorts of ways that they can they can do that, and they can package stuff with CDs and with merch bundles and you know whatever. It's, it's going to be awesome. But, um, you know, if they got a label, we're just going to work it out. And if the label's not going to be reasonable, considering we're going to do all this work for them for free and put up thousands of dollars for advertising and do their, you know, help them do their job, um, you know, it doesn't make sense from their perspective if they got the artist's best interests in, in their mind. You know, it doesn't make sense for them to say no. just doesn't. And so, you know, I guess the bands will find out whether their, their labels are, you know, if we do approach a band that has a label and we want to do business with them, they'll find out whether or not, um, they'll find out whether or not their label has the best interest at heart or not. Um, but anyway, I'm sure if they're independent, they're, they're going to want to do it and they're going to be want to get involved and it's going to be a, a holistic win, 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 uh, project. And that's what I'm looking to do. Um, really excited about it so that's kind of like the strategy overall is like for Y7 Records is, is doing that and as I approach the bands I'm not even going to approach them as a record label I'm going to approach them as a TV network similar to MTV right uh, almost uh, I was going to say almost like a freelancer although it's more of a company because I'm going to be um, hiring a team and you think how are you going to hire a team how are you going to spend thousands of dollars on advertising when you don't have a budget? Well, there's something funny that happens when you get a vision together and you get a verbal yes. You can trade that yes for money. And so that's what I'm going to be looking. That's a very brief and broad way of looking and condensed um, answer to that question. But And we'll be going deeper into it. But that's just the overview. Basically, if you can offer something that's going to be fucking a win like just awesome for a band they're like keen and what i'm talking about is like i'm going to create three months of content for you 
so you can put out like heaps of good shit for your fans for free and then if they want deeper stuff then we're going to have a shitload um, and then we're going to basically create the infrastructure that houses this content we're going to spend thousands of dollars to promote it on your behalf and we're going to give we're going to build a crowdfunding platform for you so if you are able to get a thousand paying subscribers um, and we're going to help you get that because we're paying for the advertising um, look that'll pay for about $15,000 a month for your work. So the problem I see with, like I said, the crowdfunding uh, sites I mentioned before and and even Bandcamp, um, Patreon, Music uh, Pledge, all these ones, they're great for raising money for artist projects, but they're pretty terrible at raising money for an artist's career. And I think artists feel weird about, yeah, give us money so that we can live. Like most artists independent artists like they 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 work a day job because they don't make enough money they maybe make enough money to break even so they can do what they love but are they really doing that what they love if they're you know having to work during the day and you know you know what i mean so for me the crowdfunding is is a great concept it's the future of music but but uh, i just see it as um too project oriented and not enough band or artist oriented in in that you could you you could just as easily raise money for an artist's career as long as they keep on working, right? If they just stop working, you probably don't want to pay them. But <laughs> um, like, if as long as they're continuing to do it, then you know you wouldn't have a problem, right? And I think it's just as easy to set up a campaign to to support an artist's career as opposed to just their project that they're currently working on. Because I, I just don't think, you you know, you don't need that many fans sewing that $25 a month or whatever it is, pledging that small amount to get the best content, um, you know, and that access, that exclusive backstage pass to the artist that they never had. So I'm bring, I want to bring the artist out in front of the cameras a lot more and be able to give so much more to the fans because me as a fan, like one of my favorite brands is like at the drive-in and if they just put out like even just once a week not not daily just once a week like something from the studio something from their house like where they hang out like like something somewhere where it's just like exclusive and it's just like it's just more about them like i want to know the person behind the music and i know they do interviews and i know there's there's content out there but i just want their content i want their vision and this is the coolest thing if i'm creating the content with a team and i go to to a band and i'm like hey like what ideas do you have because i've got some and i do but they're like hey we want to do a short film series i'm like fuck great we'll do it like we'll do we're basically creating a, a netflix for the band right so if they want to create some crazy content about like like they've got some idea we can explore that they want to do a comedy show we can do that we can create awesome content for the fans and have um, their fan base support them in their art in a win-win because the fans, the diehard fans, they just want to see more of the band. They want to see more of the artists that they love. And it's, and there's some real depth to that. Like rather, rather than a band just putting out an album, what if they put out, you know, just a weekly video of the lead-up to the, to the album? Of course, that's pretty good. But what if it was like a daily video? And what if it was live streamed? Or what, what if it was like their 
rehearsal, like private rehearsal tapes? What if it was like their pre-production, their literal demos that you get to vote on what songs or what riffs you like? I mean, it's as far as the artist wants to take it, but but there's that opportunity to leverage technology to bring a real community around the whole project. So that's my vision in a nutshell as Wise Serpent Records is not so much being a record company, but more so, um, more so TV network, I would say, and a crowdfunding platform. I mean, we will drive sales with this. There will be a, a boost in sales and they can't help it because we're going to be spending advertising money doing it. Um, the reason why this is going to work and why we're going to get a financial partner, whether that be a brand sponsor or a, you know, someone who just loves the idea, the reason we're going to be able to get 10 grand given to us for this, and I'm saying us, even though it's just me, because I'm framing up a team around me already, got people in mind for these different roles, someone in mind for a videographer, someone in mind for a creative director, someone in mind to run the Facebook ads and the social media ads, you know, I've got someone in mind for those positions and I believe they're going to say yes as well. And I'm not going to talk about how I'm going to get these yeses and why, but but um, you continue to listen. I'm not going to go deep in the strategy here, but it's just too much. You know, it's just too much for one thing. So, but just I'm promising you, if you keep on listening, it's going to unfold and you're going to understand, okay, that makes sense. Now, if, it, if, it, if it's total bullshit, it's not going to work, Right. And if you listen to me and months go by and nothing's happened, it's like, this goes for shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So I invite you to listen uh, to the to the journey because I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, like I said, I've got a team in mind, I've got um, bands in mind, and uh, but you're really going to learn by seeing me do it. But I do want to be transparent about my strategy up front and say this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, I'll probably pivot I'll probably go, you know what, I was thinking this, but now I'm thinking this. You know, if you remember from this episode, I was saying I wanted to do this, but now I've changed my mind. And I'm all about that because it's got to be fluid. I'm not stuck down in some kind of concrete idea of liquid thoughts, right? But I just want to be transparent about where I'm at now. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited because, you know, um, I I just believe that we're going to create so much value for the band that they're going to say, yeah, we're keen. If you can get $10,000 together and a team together and build the infrastructure for us, pay for $5,000 plus of advertising, um, create new content for our fans, if you can do that, we're keen. And if that's what I'm looking for, a a verbal response, go, yeah, we're keen. If I can take that from a band, two, three, four bands that have – you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 followers on social. People, you know, bands that I really like but but aren't necessarily cracking it big time but they've got some kind of decent following. That kind of sweet spot, I believe that I can go, uh, and they're usually independent. In fact, all the bands that I want to work with are independent and have either been signed to majors before and have dropped out, um, you know, later on or they've just always been independent. But... Um, you know, I'm, I'm keen to have those discussions with the with those people that I know already. And if they're not keen, then I'll just go to someone that I am keen to. So you notice I'm a musician, I'm an artist, but I'm not talking about myself through this label because I just believe that whatever I'm going to do for myself, I can start doing that for someone else who already have a fan base. 
for me, I don't really have a fan base because I've repositioned my brand so much to, from what it was because I used to be a frontman from a band that we built to a stage that we were getting interest from major record labels. We were going on tour, national tours. We had opportunities to tour internationally. Um, there was there was a bit of buzz around what we were doing. You know, we got a grant from the government for 5000 that paid for, you know, a quarter of, uh, of, of our album production. Um, we flew out a U.S. producer to do the album, all this kind of stuff. It was going okay, but it just wasn't the right timing and I had a lot of personal shit that I wanted to deal with in my soul and it just kind of I just needed to deal with it and it took like five or six years and that was the art of rebirth. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, of coming back full circle now and starting again. So I've lost that momentum, lost that kind of fan base, but my friends that were playing and we were playing with back then, they've still been gone. So I really want to... Um, you know, see if I can help them. They've already got, a, they've actually built a big following. Like in comparison to me, it's like a big difference. It's a lot more. So if I can get them to say, yeah, we're keen to do it, my man, we're keen to do it. I can take that yes and and trade that yes for, um, you know, to see if other bands are interested. I can say, you know, so-and-so are keen for me to do this for them after I'm done this campaign, if it's successful, if it's profitable, if it's a win-win-win, a win for me, a win for them, uh, and a win for the community, would you be keen to be the next artist in line because I'm looking to do more? If I can get three, four, five yeses, I take that to a branded sponsor with videos of the, the lead person from that, you know, for the spokesperson of that artist or that band saying, yeah, we're keen on this. Trading that plus my team, my videographer, my content creator, my, uh, my, my man who's going to be running the advertising, these aren't just nobodies. These are actually the best people I know for the job. And how am I going to get them to say yes? Well, I'm going to do another, um, another conversation episode about that very thing or another blog post. You'll find out and you'll see it drop at some point. I'll, I'll do it sooner rather than later. Um, but but keep a lookout for that. In fact, I might link it in this post um, if you're on the blog now. If you're listening elsewhere, just just hunt um, underground.com and you'll find it, um, I'm sure. So, look, uh, if you trade all those yeses and that, that interest from the band that have hundreds of thousands of followers on social, um, that's leverage. Like that's fucking leverage. So you've got a yes and you're saying, look, we want to create content, unique content. We're going to go deeper with the fans. We want to engage fans. We want fans to be paying, um, you know, crowdfunding and, and, and getting exclusive content. And these are, you know, these are, these are music fans, right? And so if we go to a brand like an amplifier brand like Vox Amps or like go to a skate brand or go to some youthful brand that, you know, Red Bull, like we just go to a brand that, that has that target audience in mind and want to have some grassroots exposure in that, in that place, then, and we're like, you know, we need $10,000 to make this happen. If they can see the return on investment in that, that their brand is going to be associated with what we're doing, like that, you know, th- this this whole project, the, all these videos are brought to you by, presented to you by this brand. And this brand, by the way, has got to fit in. Like you, you wouldn't sell out to just any brand and they wouldn't just give you any any kind of money if it just didn't make sense. Like it's got to, got to make sense. It's got to be hidden up their target audience and it's got to be, 
in alignment with our vision uh, as a record label and as um it's got to you know it's got to be it's got to bleed wise serpent it's got to make sense and it's got to make sense for the artist too it wouldn't, you can't be like like fucking something doesn't make sense like kfc pouring lots of lots of money into digital advertising but they're just not going to be a good fit for us and we're not a good fit for them well maybe we are but like just doesn't seem to from uh, from their perspective wouldn't seem to be a good fit like um too niche too too underground for them but like you know a brand like that's just not going to make sense coles foodland these kind of brands doesn't make sense but vox amps marshall um like clothes uh, an indie crows uh indie um clothes fashion brand that's that's coming up that's cool um a skate label um you know like um could be a fucking music blog that's that's pretty fucking giant you know that are interested in, in getting involved and, and and just having a having a brand awareness associated with the content and with the bands um so if you take all those verbal yeses from all those artists that have those that those followings and kind of combine that with a good team that's already had experience and, and uh, just fit the bill and have a reputation because the people that i want in my team actually have a reputation here in the australian music scene so like that's that's the that's my idea is i'm coming up with a strategy and i'm just gonna i'm not gonna do the technical work because i don't want to be so heavy into the technical i could hack at it and i could get a good result um just based on the research i've done and the micro testing i've done and like the tutorials and studies that I've done in the past, I could make it happen. This is going to take so much time for me. Uh, it's going to cut out so much time and it's going to, I'm just not going to be able to do it as good a job as these people that I want on my team. And so, you know, I, again, I'm going to talk about my strategy for getting people. And if you want to take this, you can go use this same strategy, how to get people on your team to work for you. Now, you're going to see I haven't done it yet, but I'm so confident that I'm going to get, be able to get people on my team that it's a joke. And I'm confident for a reason because it makes sense. It's a logical, like, yes, I'm expecting from them because it just makes sense. Um, and how am I going to do that? We'll, we'll discuss that later. But basically, you come you come to a label with, with or you come to a brand or, or a financial partner, someone who's interested in this kind of thing, and uh, you, you're looking for that for that money, let alone grants. I mean, we could probably get a grant for what we're doing, but grants are seasonal, and I don't really like the grant uh, the grant application process. So I'd much rather get a brand involved, which makes sense, which actually would um, promote us as well, just being associated with a brand that's cool as well. So there's that. And as of if there was a financial partner involved, then we'll just run the metrics and say, look, from your ten thousand dollars invested. We're looking to make you know a return investment based on this many fans. If it goes well, we think it will, and they've already got this fan base built up, and you know all this kind of stuff. Then we can show that you know you give us a ten thousand, we'll give you twenty five back. You know what I mean? So like I, I just believe that when you're transparent, when you know when you have your strategy and when you have your metrics worked out, and and a good plan in place and a good team um, that are saying yes. And uh, the artists, the clients that you're representing saying yes, you have the leverage already built up, then you you are going to be able to get that money. And uh, I hope to be able to prove what I'm saying uh, in the coming months. And this is all part of my strategy to make $100,000 in a year. I'm going, I am promoting myself kind of via this 
content, to be honest. Like I'm kind of promoting myself through this um, organically, but but as far as my Jesus content, which is the the name, my artist name, my my recording name, and and my stage name. Um, Jesus Art Punk. I'm not sure if well, I'm just going to be called Jesus or Jesus Art Punk. Some people think it's Jesus because it's J Z O Z. I'm from Australia, but no, it's Jesus. It's pronounced Jesus like Jesus of Nazareth, but it's spelled J Z O Z. Just FYI. Anyway, I haven't decided if I'm Jesus or Jesus Art Punk yet, but whatever. That stuff I'm not really promoting, but I kind of will be via Throne Room TV and this channel, Wise Serpent. But it's it's not a full on push as a record label. I'm not pushing my own stuff. What I want to do is is like I said, this is my plan. Like I want to push artists that I believe in, that are independent, and that I can think that I can help um, grow to the next level and do something really cool, like in the industry. And um, I just see that it's the next logical step where crowdfunding goes from just supporting projects to actually supporting the artists and leveraging the membership model, the the um, direct debit kind of monthly. Um, model which works really well and and helps you create an ecosystem financially um, that you can depend on and so artists can have passive income monthly income ongoing while they are in between launches so it's not just seasonal where they make money they can make money year round and hopefully if it's evergreen and it's growing every day they're getting more fans every day then it should it should uh, grow to, to quite a, a a, a big, um, you know, honeypot. Um, you like that word? I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I do like honey, one of my favorite foods. So there you go. But it's going to be sweet is what I'm saying. And it's going to be very rewarding. The milk, the land of milk and honey is right there. But this is my strategy that to help other people out first, help, help them out. I mean, it's a win for me because they've already got leverage with the fans. If I was just try, trying to push my stuff out, then, you know, I've got a smaller fan base. It's going to be hard for me to get a sponsorship deal. I'd have to build up some leverage first. Easiest way for me to build up leverage is to is to help other people. And I want to help other people because it's just like, just feels like the right thing to do. And I've always wanted to run a label. So this is my opportunity to actually step in and run a label without running a label. You know, it's, like I said, the Y7 Records, I'm not even going to approach the bands as a record label because that's just like you're competing with every other label. You know, like, I just don't want to compete with any other label. So, and I'll be transparent with them. Look, you know, I am a record label, but I'm not signing you as a record label. I'm not even signing you. All I'm doing is, is, um, you know, I'm almost like a fucking web designer slash strategic content creator. Like, I don't know, you can call me whatever the fuck I want, but I want to do this fucking thing for you. And, you know, it's not like I'm signing them and trying to, control their rights or anything like that i really just want to serve them so i mean you could take this strategy and run to the run to the hills with it you know whatever like if you did great prove me right that it works but like i said i'm going to create a bit more content about how to get a great team around you um how to get them to essentially work for you for free um now that's that's probably gonna um pick your ears up a little bit probably gonna make you think oh okay because um, once you hear it, you're saying, oh, okay, of course. Now, why would they? Why would someone with a reputation work with you for free? I mean, it's all about leverage and it's all about finding a win for them from their point of view. Um, and, you know, oftentimes people want to work with just good projects. It's not all about money. Um, 
it's more about it's sometimes it's just about the association with um, a certain brand or a certain band or a certain artist or a certain project that they think is cool and they'll be keen to to work on it uh, we'll, we'll go into it because there's, there's, a, there's a few layers to it but once you hear it you understand and you might be able to apply that um, yourself if you're looking to get a team around you but um, like I said if you're on the if you're on the blog now you might have already seen the seen the post um, running around I'll probably call it something like how to get a good team around you or something like that I don't know it'll be there uh, anyway um, so strategy strategy wise that's that's the strategy for the label help other people's uh, first pardon me uh, help other people out first before myself but at the same time I am going to be helping myself I mean it's a win 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 for me win for them win for the community really looking for that kind of uh, thing all the time looking like thinking triangularly if that's even a word but thinking in a triangle you know like that um, to create more opportunities and yeah I mean that that's basically it like that um, what else do I want to discuss um in this conversation yeah I mean like let me just check like I wrote down a few notes and I've just been going like on a massive fucking ramp I did actually write some stuff down on my laptop so I'm just keeping this real underground like I'm not editing shit on this I'm just keeping this I'm keeping you in the moment baby um if that's okay with you let's have a look here what did I say here my first conversation with myself. What was I going to talk about? The strategy. What's my game? What's my overall game plan for White Serpent? What am I trying to achieve? I've kind of gone into that. Um, what is the art of rebirth? I have recorded a bunch of stuff about that. Um, I don't know if it's connected to this conversation, but I did record one just before, and I, I, it's either a separate blog post, a separate podcast uh, entry. Um, conversation, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, but I've done it. I've recorded it. So whether or not um, that's part of this or part of that, you'll find it at wiseserpentunderground.com any, anyhow. Um, yeah, my overall strategy for wiseserpent, what this is all for, my predictions and projections for the next 12 to 18 months, my goals and mindset moving forward. Well, that, that's kind of like, kind of covered that, but my predictions and projections for the next 12 to 18 months is – I've got a lot of work to do, but I want to get... My goal is to make $100,000 in the next 12 to 18 months. Um, So, yeah, I like... I've got a a lot of work to do, and um, it's a a huge challenge. I don't think I've ever made any more than, like, fucking 40,000 a year. Probably haven't even made that before when I used to work. Like, so... (laughs) It's going to be really interesting. But that's I'm I'm projecting that out. Like I believe I've got the strategy to do it, and I'll learn by doing. You know, it might not work, and I need to change things. So um, we'll find out. But I think the market's already kind of shown what can be done by putting up their hands and going, "Hey, we're going to support these bands via crowdfunding." And I think there's a that there's a space there for you know i think content is king and exclusivity um that exclusive access i think there's something to that and i think that's something really valuable i just me talking from a fan point of view for some of my favorite bands i would love to pay 25 bucks a week to be part of their crew where i get the best 
um, content first before anyone else. And I get to, you know, like I get to be involved in community and, and get that access to them and to see what they're working on behind the scenes, all that kind of stuff. I mean, very interested in that. And again, if I know that that out of that 25, 15 is going directly to the band and only a thousand fans and required for them to make fucking 15 grand a month, that's going to be cool. You know, like that's just going to work. So if you haven't heard about the a thousand fans theory, just Google a thousand fan model and you'll see the guy who came up with it. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, content uh around that i don't need to go into that but basically i mean the general idea is if you have a, a thousand fans who um are super fans they love you as an artist and they're willing to give a hundred bucks a year which is like what a cd a t-shirt a show or two you know you know it's not a great amount of stuff but um a hundred bucks a year is a hundred thousand dollars in a year Ten, uh, for a, um, a thousand fans they call it a thousand true fans so google a thousand true fans i might expand on it a little bit in other episodes but i don't think i need to but that's kind of the, that's kind of the base model that i'm looking at but I, i'm actually expecting more than that if i'm working with 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 um bands and artists who are already kind of established when i'm remarketing and retargeting people that are already into them uh, with this new offering i just think it's going to work better and so um but proofs in the pudding. We'll find out. We'll find out if the artists are keen to work. Um, we'll find out if um, the brands are willing to sponsor. We'll find out if the fans are keen to get involved and uh, support this this uh, this kind of new way of of providing value. So it's going to be interesting. But that's basically it in a nutshell. Um, I do want to expand on a couple of points, especially how to get a good team around you, how to get them um, to say yes for working for free up front. I'm not saying that they're not going to get paid in the long run, but up front, how to get them to involve the best team around you, why that's important to have a good team. So I think I might do that next. Um, that, that could be the next conversation, just thinking on the fly here, guys. I'll be more organized as time goes on because I'm learning from doing. Thank you for your patience. Um, but yeah, uh, what is up, Art of Rebirth? I mean, if you listen to the other thing, if you didn't, I'll give you the, the heads up right now. Art of Rebirth is what it sounds like. It's 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 shift shaping. It's repurposing yourself. It's the ability to become the new and let go of the old and just evolve. Um, it's all of that. It's spiritual. It's mystical, but also it's very earthy and it's something very strategic and very plain and it happens everywhere it happens every day but we're talking about that whole thing in the context of, of an artist and how does the artist um change how does the artist create where does the artist create from and it's it, it, in a way it's a, kind of my catchphrase um of you know some of my content you know art of rebirth is the name of um a daily show that's going to be coming out on throne room tv which basically is just daily videos coming out it's a it's a it's a cross between uh, Waking Life, if you've seen that film, and MTV. It's like it'll be it'll be it'll be fucking sick. Anyway, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be that. And if you watch enough episodes, it's not gonna be a linear timeline of my story. But if you watch enough episodes, you're gonna see the tapestry come together. And actually, throughout all the content, you're gonna start piecing bits of my story um, together throughout the whole content. Because it's gonna be kind of narrated, um, you know, underground footage of 
curated content, original content, and um, you know, just it's just going to be cool. I reckon, like, I reckon you're going to like it. Um, but that's going to start 2019. Not sure what month, but I want to put out daily videos there. That's the Art of Rebirth um, daily show there, and also the Art of Rebirth. This that you're listening to right now is the Art of Rebirth um, conversation series. Um, I might be. I don't even know what I'm calling it. It's perhaps the Art of Rebirth audio experience. Um, conversations with spiritual artists that's what I'm thinking uh, I think that kind of encapsulates the whole vibe of it or, or conversations with underground artists not sure I like spiritual I don't know why it kind of it gels with me some people might not be down with it um, but I think we're all you know to be spiritual is to be full of life I don't think any there's no distinction between spirit and life energy I just think it's um, you know I think it works I, I like it I dig it anyway Kind of, it's kind of goes along the lines of, of the whole uh, rebirth thing, anyway. So that's that's kind of in a nutshell what Art of Rebirth is. It's kind of like it's a subtitle of a book of my first book that I'm writing at the moment. It's kind of my story, but that's going to take a shitload long time, I think, to, to actually come out and be released. But I but I have started on that, and uh, um, that's called Son of God: Art of Rebirth, and it's about me. You know, while I'm on the topic, it's about me uh, and my journey of how I kind of changed my mindset and kind of like I guess re-brainwashed myself because we're all brainwashed from zero to seven years old that's when we're open and we're, we're exposed and we just we're just brainwashed we believe what we're like a sponge right and that's cool that's how we start but it comes a time where you kind of feel like you need to let go of the old and embrace the new and, and embrace new mindsets or put on new crowns as I like to call it and um, for some some of you, and it was certainly for me, it was like I was wearing a fucking crown of thorns. Um, but that crown of thorns can turn into the crown of glory. It's just um, the crown of life, the crown of creation, the the, the, the mindset, the belief system of of um, of power and of life. It's just you know, it's just that whole thing. That's what the book's about. My transitional um, journey into that mindset, and then the second book. The follow-up is going to be Son of God, S-U-N, um, Awakening the Beast Within, I believe. <laughs> and uh, that's that's more about grounding it out in the natural. So I went like into the heavens, so to speak. I went into the mindset. And then the second book is, so in the first book I went to the mindset, Son of God, S-O-N. Um, it's pretty mystical, but I had a lot of mystical experiences as well. We're going to dive deep into that with the book as well. So um, true stories about my my mystical experiences and what they meant and how I chose on purpose to go down a road, um, spiritually speaking, and that made that my number one priority in life. Um, so like that whole rebirth thing was a very real thing for me and, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight year journey, I think, well, since it was a real, I think 2009, 2010, I really started, um, going down that, not making a conscious decision to go down that road. Um, which has been crazy. Um, <laughs> literally, and you'll find out all sorts of funny stories that happen there. Um, yeah, like that's the first one, Art of Rebirth, and uh, Son of God, Art of Rebirth. The second one, follow up book, is going to be more about coming down, coming out of the clouds, coming out of that like lofty thinking and that crazy new way of seeing things, and then grounding that out in the natural, grounding that out on the earth. How does this practically? You know, how do I integrate these truths or these mystical teachings that I've gathered and these, 
you know, experiences. How do I integrate this in my day-to-day, in my daily? How can I be relevant in the earth? You know, so that's Awakening the Beast Within. That's more about how to physically manifest. So, yeah, I'm really excited to do that. That's kind of, in a nutshell, the Art of Rebirth. But I talk a lot more about the Art of Rebirth content and about what content I'm going to be building and why and how it spreads across a, a multiple uh, couple um, channels. Uh, Instagram is the is the medium uh, is the media channel I'm looking to use specifically IGTV. So anyway, I'm going to be talking about all that stuff in in that other post. I believe. Um, I sorry guys, I'm a bit unorganized. I'm on the fly, but I recorded that post before about an hour ago, and I'm po- and I'm. And I thought I might as well, I'm on a roll, so I might as well post this one, had intention to post this one. And so I don't know why I didn't do this one first, but, you know, whatever. So that's it, guys. Like, that's my strategy. Help other people out. Be a record label in disguise. You know, like, in in the back end, in my mind, yeah, I'm, I'm a record label, kind of, because I'm going to be putting out my music in the future. I want to put out other music. In the meantime, I kind of want to shapeshift into an underground TV network and um, almost a promoter and uh crowdfunder you know whatever like i just i'm just looking forward to doing it and helping that bands out and uh that's that's gonna be it's gonna be fun but that's my strategy is is, in a nutshell so um i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you guys learned um something new or it triggered a thought or inspired something um or it gave you contrast to go. Well, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to listen to this content ever again. Um, no, but seriously though. If that's the case, then that's that's great because it just. I don't know. You just got to go to where you flow, right? You got to go to what, what resonates. And I hope this resonates with you. If it doesn't, then that's cool. Like, there's a lot of other content out there that does. So, um, but I would encourage you, you know, to speak your truth and enjoy the process and enjoy the process of the art of rebirth you know (laughs) um thanks for listening that's my strategy for the wise serpent records like i said wise serpent magazine's a bit of a front wise serpent records is a bit of a front but this underground shit you're in it right now wise serpent underground and this is where this is where it happens um but of course the magazine will eventually um uh, at some point I'm sure that's my intention and uh, the record label will release music in the future Um, but in a roundabout way through this brand I'm looking to make $100,000 plus um, you know within 12 to 18 months you know so be going to be documenting the process so that's my strategy guys so far I'm going to dive deeper into how to build a team but there you go hope you enjoyed this conversation with Grace Lawn Hunter. All right, catch you guys. Wise.